Charlie Melcher, founder of the future of storytelling. Welcome to the FOSS podcast. It's a pleasure to have you with me. Area 15 is the world's first district dedicated to immersive entertainment, located just off the Las Vegas Strip. Since opening in 2023, Area 15 has welcomed nearly 4 million visitors and counting to its curated selection of world-class experiences, including Meow Wolf's Omega Mart, Wink World, Illuminarium, and more. And the Area 15 universe is only expanding They'll soon be adding another 20 acres to their Vegas location, launching their first licensed pop-up location in Dubai, and opening their second permanent location in Orlando next year. At the helm of this incredible growth is today's guest, Winston Fisher. In addition to being the CEO of Area 15, Winston's a partner in his family-owned and operated real estate company, Fisher Brothers, where he directs the company's financial activities, property acquisitions, and oversees all new development initiatives. With his background managing traditional properties, Winston brings a much-needed, fresh perspective to the location-based entertainment industry, one that emphasizes the importance of a unique and creative physical space coupled with strong operational excellence. The ambitious vision that he has for Area 15 has set it apart as something truly special in the world of immersive entertainment. I'm excited to talk to him today about what makes Area 15 different, how it's evolving, and how it's impacting others in the field. Please join me in welcoming Winston Fisher. Winston, welcome to the Future of Storytelling podcast. It's such a delight to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me. Really excited to speak to you. So I remember when you approached me just as you had uh, the idea for Area 15 on the drawing board, and you were so kind to reach out and say, hey, we're doing this incredible immersive mall concept, and would Future of Storytelling like to be involved? And I remember thinking an immersive mall off the strip in Vegas, that'll never work. (laughs) I I do remember the twinkle in the eye of death. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say that I couldn't be happier for having been proven so wrong. And congratulations on the great success that you've had with Area 15. It really is unique. It's an extraordinary place. I, uh, if you haven't been there, listeners, you should go and check it out. It's really worth the time. But Winston, tell me, how did it come about? I mean, it's unlike any other place. Oh, it's so it, it's it's an interesting story. Um, I own the land in Vegas, actually, eighty acres, a mile of frontage along I fifteen, and I had a bunch of zany ideas through the years. My background. Um, It's a traditional real estate company. And so, you know, people just basically looked at me with like, you know, truly cross-eyed. It really was about two and a half years of iteration of ideas and back and forth. And it was really almost a philosophical discussion just about the future. What is the future? Experiences, location-based entertainment, uh, the decline of retail, but malls, and we are not a mall, there are principles of real estate that helped start Area 15. It has evolved so much past that. 
I mean, it really was a warehouse with some event space. We met Meow Wolf. They became the anchor tenant. And that's where Area 15 started as this just warehouse with Meow Wolf, some cool events, some cool art. And that's what we thought there was this opportunity for a storytelling company in the experience economy. And then it just kept snowball. I mean, it just, the, the power of what we created really has taken off. I'm so curious about how you made that transition from traditional real estate upbringing, family. You know, you, you come from an illustrious family of, of real estate developers. And I mean, they must have thought you were crazy when you said you wanted to create <laughs> a experiential playground in a box in, you know, in the desert in Vegas. What of that experience, though, feels like it was very relevant or really translated and helped you be able to create Area 15? I mean, I, I think that there's a, a few different things. One is you do need to understand real estate. You need to understand placemaking. You do have to understand literally like just just basic real estate 101. And, people, and a lot of people think real estate's easy. It's obviously, it's a specialty. Are you creating frankly, quiet space, workspace, you know, shared office space. What's the, what, what are the um, creative hubs for innovation for people to come together? So all of these things are what I have to live with and deal with every day. So for me, real estate as content with purpose was just a natural extension of what we're doing. Placemaking is, is more than just, just an architectural design. So I think, I, I don't know if, if I, I think actually experience what I've seen from other people is not appreciating the power of physical and the power of execution, the power to be able to literally to build because that's what we're talking about and have that construction expertise, project management expertise. Area 15 is also not a simple idea. You have to have an appreciation. I always said to the team, rubbish removal is equally as important as creative. Because if you don't have a process to take out the trash, it doesn't matter how cool something looks. So understanding that operations, HR, accounting procedures, budgeting is, and I know that's not the sexy part of what we're talking about, but you can't build something like Area 15 if you don't have really that appreciation or expertise or skill set and an ability to think outside the lines. I mean, that is... For all the talk, I think that is one of my skills. It does seem that there, particularly after the pandemic, that how we use buildings and spaces is really shifting, right? We all used to go to an office to work. We would go to the mall to shop and hang out. Uh, a lot of those types of buildings are struggling now or not being fully utilized. And yet here you are creating a building to have play and experience. Like it's almost like we've inverted now. We, we stay home to work <laughs> and we're going out to Area 15 to have a uh, fun social interaction. I'm just wondering how you're thinking about the evolution of how we use built spaces. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a profound transformation going on in society that the pandemic accelerated but didn't usher in, right? I mean, Zoom was there before. It just, it took us to a world, frankly, of all online, right? We, we got a chance, same thing with shopping, interestingly enough, of 
you know, everybody, oh, it's all going to be digital. What we have learned is that's a terrible future of all online, right? And so what we're settling into, whether it's retail, whether it's office, is what does the digital physical balance look like? Long before Area 15, I, I recognize that, that the future, ha it has to have more purpose than commodity, because real estate is a commodity in many ways. So how do you think about it? How do I make real estate into content? You're the first person I've ever heard say real estate is content. And I'd love to understand how you think about the content for Area 15. It's potential, what we're doing, where it's growing to is this realization ultimately, and we are not there yet, but we're, 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 we're doing it, is this, I believe there's a digital physical overlay that will somewhat be seamless as you go forward. And that is almost true of anywhere. Real estate as content is everything from what's its purpose. I mean, look, the stockyards down in Dallas uh, in Fort Worth, right? They took the old stockyards and now they've got the rodeo and it's or uh, Broadway in Nashville. That's just content. That's a bunch of honky-tonk bars. Everybody's having fun. Buses going up and down. It's physical content. Um, not in the necessarily traditional way, but wow, does that drive a lot of traffic, a lot of value. So, so real estate is content. You have to inject purpose, soul, I think more and more it needs to be, it's easy to be commodity though, because most real estate is commodity also at the same time. So, so that special real estate is what starts to have more value. You don't need them all unless it has a purpose or it sells the right things. And then it's exceptionally valuable. I mean, I think about Alex McDowell, who we've had on the show, talks about world building and how you have to create a space in which stories can organically grow. Adventures can take place. Um, the world builder sets some rules, uh, the physics, if you will, of that environment. And then people come in and can create their own content, you know, their own adventures. I agree. Where Area 15 gets very interesting, the brand is a world building brand. We have tenants. We own and operate and we lease. We're, it's, but it's a curated mix of Meow Wolf, as you mentioned, Wink World, Museum Fiasco, a psychedelic light experience. Uh, Play Modes did it out of Spain. Uh, candy Store. Uh, we've got The Beast Restaurant, Kaya Hand Roll, uh, Five Iron Golf, Virtualist VR, right? Uh, Kappa Toys. So we have all this programming and content that, that is for people, all different kinds, right? Um, but, but to a brand standard. And then we have activations, which... It's like the gamification of the space. We have an interactive brain. We have an overhead-powered zip line. And it's all fused together with really cool art, lighting. It's an immersive world housing, immersive experiences and cool events. And so we always say there's no skip in the record when you're at Area 15, which is so much different than every place else because you might be in a mall, but then you come out and you're next to a Zales. How do you balance that, though? Because you don't control the, the tenants, right? You, you know, it's not like you get to design their aesthetic or anything. I mean, how do you get it to all flow together, given that some things you control and some things you are, are the landlord? Part of it is curation. We look for best-in-class experiences. We look for 
whether we own and operate or we lease or license or partner, you don't get in if you don't live to a brand standard. And flexible models, right? That's the other thing that's so unique. You're you're not just leasing. You know, you you are creating and partnering and exactly right. We 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 partner, we create, we allow other people to create. It's that open source. We don't have a lock on creativity, we don't have a lock on storytelling, but we're this platform that allows it to thrive. And and it's it's totally different than almost anybody else has done because so many people want to control it. We only ask or we demand <laughs> that you push the envelope, right? But it's this idea of something different. And of course, social media sharing and all of these things, but also just creative risk-taking. And then there's a market. People want to come and their kids are playing here, they're playing golf. Um, it's a quieter space. I mean, it 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 all flows together, right? Because we're not a one, we're not a one silo experience. We're a place of discovery and wonder overlaid with bold experiences and now we have the stories that you know like we have scavenger hunts that you can do and AR overlays there's just a lot happening yeah and do you feel that when a consumer or guest comes that they might be coming for one thing but the other things are mutually supportive like you're more likely to do multiple things because they're all aggregated here obviously that was the thesis is it paying off oh a hundred percent the consumer loves bundles they are coming in they're 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 getting uh, you know a meow wolf they're getting uh you know a luminarium they're doing tickets to asylum barcade they're coming the average you know two to four hours they appreciate that it's different that it's not the same they're looking for unique authentic is also something that they appreciate about area 15 um, so it's it's everything we 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 set out to do. We get so big, you start getting unique visitors for the district. You can come and do two three days now in the Area 15 district. So who's coming? Who's the audience for Area 15? You know, it's it's pretty it's really psychographic. We're getting a very broad base of people. Uh, the daytime and nighttime traffic is different. Seventy percent tourists, thirty percent local, thirty mm. percent repeat mm. rate. Um, surprise, surprise, our events drive a lot of locals and then they consume. Um, we get locals, obviously. Good family penetration in Las Vegas, um, but it's like 16% are under 18. We're the number one attraction in the country, actually. I, I read that. That's um, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's and that's from them. Uh, we didn't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so how do we constantly stay relevant and keep traffic coming in our corporate businesses strong and it's you know we, we actually have a full tenant buyout coming uh next week where every tenant that's great you know again we want everybody to make money i mean i my my goal is for everybody inside the space to be i want it to be their most profitable location mm -hmm. what do you think the expectation is for somebody coming are, are they coming because it's just very different because it is completely different than other more traditional entertainment offerings on the Strip. I mean, and when I say coming, we should also acknowledge you are pulling people off of the Strip, right? That, there's a lot of money, a lot of light bulbs, a lot, a lot yes. of attractions to keep people, you know, gambling and, and having a good time on the Strip. And so you are literally pulling them away, which, you know, is, is some 
unbelievable physics thing that you're doing to overcome that gravity, but getting them to come and, and is it because they're expecting something very different, something literally out of the box? Are they, is it because they're looking for more interactive, immersive, participatory experiences? So many people in Vegas have seen over the years, they think they have to copy the strip to be successful. And we, we realized we couldn't, so we built something. I remember actually saying to an executive, like, look, I can't compete with you. You beat me every day. I'm never gonna sell $100,000 bottle service tables and have a Cirque du Soleil show or whatever it is. I said, but it goes both ways. You can't compete with me. We are not the strip. And that's the whole point, is we are different. We have a collection of amazing experiences good food and beverage, really cool art, really cool programming that's dynamic. People are showing up because they are looking for discovery, but then there's also people coming because it's date night or bachelor party for axe throwing. We allow people to plug in for many different reasons. And that's what's fun. We, I sort of constantly challenge people like, how do we go bigger? How do we push the envelope? Like I always say like, what would P.T. Barnum do? You don't win by playing it safe creatively, and I think that's what a lot of companies do today. The world doesn't want the same. Yeah, just do it different. I do think that's one of the maybe attributes of the brand is is that idea of being able to be out of the box thinkers, to celebrate creativity, to take risks, to be flexible and adaptive, and that is not, I think, what. You know, they teach at traditional business schools or what's traditionally rewarded in business. And you've already seen, I'm sure, incredible return. I mean, if you just think about what you probably bought that real estate for square footage wise to what yeah. it, what you lease it at now. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, the numbers are, are um, obviously much better. And we're investing in the brand. I mean, we're expanding in Vegas. I mean, there's just... The amount of, candidly sort of say, the amount of money we're, we're, we're putting into the space is, is a lot. <laughs> um, and so now thinking about the story universe and really introducing people to it, introducing the consumer to it, how do we get people to engage in the brand well past the, when they leave, right? It's not just about selling them another ticket, but it's about the emotional connection. So that's, that's a really exciting next chapter for us. I'm just thinking, do you ever have challenge, though, when you're building your brand and you have a platform that supports other brands? I mean, Meow Wolf's a great brand, too. Again, it's not that we're, um, we're not trying to overshadow Meow Wolf's brand or co-opt it. In fact, quite the opposite. We love their brand to thrive. They've got, they just opened up Dallas. It's super cool. Our brand is driving recognition and engagement and traffic to them and vice versa, right? That's, that's, that's a healthy relationship. It's a win, from where I say, it's a win-win. Winston, who, who have you put on notice with the success of Area 15? Who should be scared now for their business model? Trying to describe Area 15 as, well, we're not a mall. We're not an event center. We're not a theme park. We're not, like, we're almost like our own new category. So I think retail has tried to pivot this way. I mean, look at American Dream, Mall of America. I think that we're a, a warning, not a warning that we're going to, we're never going to compete with a casino, but you, you need to think deeper about the brand and how you cultivate that 
relationship and the purpose. And so anybody who has physical needs to pay attention. I think digital also has to pay attention that in the absence of physical, your brand will never truly have emotional connection and resonate the way you truly want it to. Like we weren't built to fix malls. I was like, I'm not trying to build a 20th century model. We're built for the 21st century. We're built for AI. We're built mm -hmm. for the metaverse disruption. We're built for individualization, you know, spectator to participant. Mm -hmm. It's the venues that have passive experience for people to sit for, you know, two hours and do nothing but watch or listen. I think those are the ones that are really should be paying as much attention attention as possible to what you're doing. And, and that's just because you're responding to human nature, a, a desire that people have to be in the story, to be in their bodies, to be with other people, to be engaged. Um, it's also funny that you, you, you basically built a big box to enable people to have this sort of out-of-box experience, like this out-of-box yeah. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like there, it's an irony there. <laughs> it, it will, but because it still is a, it's a place. And then the campus is, as we say, growing and we're putting more stuff. And we bought a 40-foot, uh, excuse me, a 50-foot fire truck from an auction in California. I, I'm guessing I, this fire truck, it's insane. And we painted it Area 15. I really want to turn it into a limousine. I don't know if we can. Might not be possible. But, like, it's just badass. We've got this 50-foot, 13-foot-tall, like, there's nobody. That, I mean, this type of thing doesn't exist, right? You, you really, I don't even know what it would cost if it was new. But it's at the end of the day. It's cool. It's spectacle, right? It's, But it helps give some context to how we describe it, right? There's structure, but it's totally creative and, and different. I know that Vince Kadlubeck from Meow Wolf talks about this, that the role of the artist or the creative person is to show people that there's another way that they could live their lives that they don't have to live for predictability and safety within the confines of prefabbed boxes. And, and sort of like our world is built around that. This is, I'm borrowing this from Vince, from, from my interview with him. He, he's one of the great thinkers of our, of really just a great thinker and a great thinker of our industry. I mean, Vince is, I, I have the pleasure of working with him. Yeah, when, when he describes how Meow Wolf like intentionally doesn't do right angles or makes, you know, the risers and steps different than what's code or like they're just intentionally every time making this statement to you that the world could be organized differently and that you have the potential to be in effect whatever you want to be. Like you can you can imagine yourself and your your world. That's the message. And I think that Area 15 is sending that same message to people. I, I hope so. I mean, it's this idea that there is a different world, right? And I say no skip in the record, but I think that's probably a, a rudimentary way of describing the way Vince does it, that you are part of this world. There is this creation and it's real. And there's an inspiration from that, that something can be done different, that something isn't just another right angle. It's not just another contemporary design. It's not just another glass box that there's architecture, there's design, there's story that is a fantasy, right? And that it gives you the ability to lose yourself. So having a place that gives you a authentic reprieve, people need a, a way to 
to just be happy, <laughs> right? Happy and know that there's a different world out there and that world is full of wonder and excitement. Well, that's a world that I am looking forward to visiting as often as possible. And I hope that there'll be more Area 15s. I, I hear you might have bought some land in Florida. Florida is, we have a lot going on in Vegas. Florida, we have some stuff going on. Um, really excited that we're launching our Story Quest, which is this sort of gamification of the space of Area 15, all around discovering the backstory of Area 15, the secret organization that actually built it, the mystic substance, and then having a graphic novel experience that people can start reading right, where we'll be sending out this graphic novel quarterly so people can start learning more about, it's not just a collection of these places, but there's, there's this story and people will plug into it. And then you can, st what gets really exciting is how do people start writing their own story in it? We're not there yet, but there'll be things like AR overlays and numbers you can call. So it's not just reading a story and it's really cool. The story is awesome, but it actually creates engagement that people can start plugging back into what's happening and 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 puzzle and problem solving. And it's, it's all fun, but then eventually you can write yourself into the story, which is really exciting. When does the graphic novel launch? Uh, it's, it's September, October, right? The, we're, we're literally physical design of, you know, most of it's there, but just creating the scavenger hunt. I see a storyteller inside a real estate man. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, look, I this is my this is my job. Uh, it, it is so much more than real estate today, but it's exciting about what it's becoming. Well, thank you so much, Winston. It's really a pleasure to spend time with you and for you to share some of your thinking and the origins and and what's coming up. And congratulations again, and can't wait to spend more time with you in Vegas or wherever else. Thank you for having me. Always so much fun talking. I'm Charlie Melcher, and this has been the Future of Storytelling podcast. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice, as well as sharing it with your friends or colleagues. We'd really appreciate it. And if you'd like to learn even more about innovative storytelling across disciplines, visit us online at fost.org. There you can subscribe to our free monthly newsletter, learn more about our annual membership community, and more. The FOSS Podcast is produced by Melcher Media in collaboration with our friends and production partner, Charts and Leisure. I hope to see you again soon for another deep dive into the world of storytelling. Until then... Please be safe, stay strong, and story on.